Alright, you're listening into the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association's Walleye World Podcast. This week we have a lot of exciting content, so stay tuned. This month's special guests are Larry Tufts and Kurt Schroeder, our 2017 May Madness Tournament champions, and they'll be talking about their experience fishing this body of water, and maybe some of the ways that we can learn and help improve our fishing on Lake St. Clair. Also, we'll have our Vice President Tim Muir online to talk about the walleye pond, so stay tuned. Welcome to our April edition of the Walleye World Podcast. My name is Rob Barnes, and I have Jeff with me as well. How's it going? We are excited to talk about what's going on in April. Springtime is some of the best fishing time in this entire region for walleyes. I'm fired up. Jeff's fired up. And this upcoming weekend, which is April 21st, we have our Derby weekend. First Derby of the year. First Derby of the year. We'll be doing win, our uh, weigh-in at Sinbad's. And we're also helping out with the weigh-in for a tournament. I know I'll be fishing. It's called Sinbad's Walleye Fest. Um, it's going to be at Sinbad's. Boat inspection between 5 and 6 a.m. Shotgun start 6.15, weigh in at 1 p.m. And then the best part, a nice banquet between 3 and 5 and the trophy presentation. We'll talk prizes. Um, first prize is three grand. Second place, 1500 Third, 1000 And then it works down through 10th place. So if you get in the 1 through 10, you're in the money. Entry, 65 bucks. Good person. And Yep, 65 a person, and you're going to get a nice banquet with, uh, I believe, we'll be cooking fresh walleye. So it's a good time. You're going to weigh your five heaviest fish, and it's going to go between 6.15 and 1 p.m., and then end it all with the banquet. It's all about camaraderie and having a good time. So definitely check that out. Um, our derby's going on at the same time, and we'll do our weigh-in on Sunday. So if you're a club member in good standing, you want to check that out, hit the river. Anywhere that's legal within our boundaries, and uh, be sure to weigh in on Sunday with us. I'm excited because it's April Derby, and that means you get the whole summer to fish and look forward to. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. That's what I live for. I mean, it's my passion in doing it with good people, and I'm thankful for being part of this club and the guys that share that same passion. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, what else we got going on? I think we got another tournament that we're excited about. Well, this year marks our fourth annual May Madness Walleye Tournament on beautiful Lake St. Clair. Um, tournament date this year is May 19th, and our weather blow day will be on Sunday, May 20th. Registration for the event is $200. $25 of that $200 is going towards the uh, Lake St. Clair Walleye Association Walleye Rearing Ponds. Uh, entries must be received by May 15th. Um, we're going to launch out of um, uh, the Harley... Uh, Memorial Boating Access Site. It's uh, South River Launch. Uh, it's an eight-hour event. It's going to run from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Weigh-in is going to start at uh, 3.30 at the launch site with uh, Bring Your Best Six Walleyes. Uh, we'll have the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association uh, tournament trailer there along with uh, radio station and uh, Michigan Outdoors, I believe, will be there uh, filming for an upcoming episode of uh, TV. And we'll have uh, plenty of raffles and uh, giveaways going on. Um, Boundaries for this event will be uh, the northern tip of Russell Island on the St. Clair River all the way to the Ambassador Bridge. We're going to fish both U.S. and Canadian waters. Uh, captain's meeting will be the night before, Friday, May 18th at 7 p.m., uh, located at Wilson's Marine in Harrison Township. Um, you can check on our Facebook page and along with the uh, Lake St. Clair Walleye Association Facebook page as well to get an address for that uh, location. Uh, we'll have door prize raffles going on. Um, uh, we have a big fish optional pot of $25 to get, in, get into uh, with $250 guaranteed uh, from uh, Dick Huvar's Richmond Chrysler. 
So it'll be a pretty good pot. Um, we have a youth raffle. We'll be drawn for all the youth in the event. Uh, guaranteed first place payout of $5,000, no matter if there's five boats, and we're capping at 75 boats this year. So nice. uh, it'll, it'll be uh, – it, hopefully we will fill it. I have, there's no doubt in my mind that we shouldn't fill this tournament. Um, new this year, uh, one of our uh, exclusive sponsors, uh, JT Custom, is uh, donating um, some lures with a custom um, paint job only available at the captain's meeting. Uh, Looking forward to for that. For Main Madness. So those lures will be for purchase. For uh, you will, You'll be able to purchase those lures, and all the proceeds will go back into the tournament fund so we can keep bringing this great event on uh, Lake St. Clair. So yeah, that's all I got for Main Madness. So far, entry forms are coming in. Uh, you can pick up an entry form at our locating bait shops, which would be uh, Angler's Point, um, Sportsman's Direct, and Angler's Outfitters. Um, or you can get a printable uh, version off of the uh, Lake St. Clair Walleye Association uh, website, and I believe it would also be on our uh, Facebook page as well. So, Awesome. Hey, Jeff, tell us a little bit about the early sign-up or the early bird special. That early bird on. special. Yep, there's a speculation of early bird special. It ends April 22nd. Um, everybody that's signed up so far for the tournament and signs up before April 22nd will be entered into a raffle for uh, some pretty cool prizes we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put together. And the entry will be, or the uh, raffle will be drawn at the captain's meeting. So uh, hurry up and get those uh, entry forms in, and take advantage of the early bird, uh, the early bird registration raffle. Yep, it's going to be a great event, guys. So this week we have special guests Larry Tufts and Kurt Schroeder online. They're last year's champion for uh, 2017, and we want to talk to them a little bit about our fishery, Lake St. Clair, how they approach this body of water, a little bit about them as a team working together on the tournament scene, and how basically we can learn from some of the things they do and just connecting with good people at events like this. Made Man, this is our premier event that we put on, and we can't do it without our sponsors, but um, there's a little something for everyone that comes and checks this out. You're going to learn something no matter what, regardless of your skill level. So, yeah, we're going to have them online. We'll have an interview with them. After that, we'll call in with our vice president, Tim Muir, in the field. Mm -hmm. And as he's working with the walleye ponds, a conservation effort that we do. And we'll talk a little bit more about what we have going on this spring. So it should be a good show. We appreciate you listening in, downloading on iTunes, um, all the other sources that you can reach us and hear what we had to say. And thanks for subscribing. We really appreciate it. And with that, we'll get into our content. So uh, we today we have uh, the 2017 May Madness Walleye Tournament winners, uh, Larry Tufts and uh, Kurt Schroeder. Um, how you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, wish we were out on the lake doing a little fishing today, but that, the weather's the weather's not cooperating very much. So what are you going to do? Um, let's see. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you guys yourself. Larry, to start off with you, Who like how long you've been fishing? Well, I started fishing from the time I can hold a rod with my old man, and uh, he's passed away now, but I started fishing with Kurt back when we were young kids. We've known each other since I was about seven years old, and uh, so we've been fishing together for about 31 years, and we fished uh, mainly local club club events, DWF events, Gibraltar Rotary events, and we started winning them, and we had some back-to-back wins, some 30 and 40 boat wins some pretty decent ones and uh we just felt that it was time to move up and go to the bigger stage nice so what's your guys home body of water that you consider lake erie lake erie right on 
Kurt, what about you, man? Who is Kurt Schroeder? Um, well, I've been fishing since I was a kid, since I was walking. Um, I grew up fishing in Detroit River and Lake Erie um, with my dad. My dad was a big walleye guy, and I had a lot of influence on myself. Um, I've known Larry my whole life. We fished together. We started fishing tournaments together. I don't know, I'll say maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago, and uh, we make a good team. We work well together. We, uh, I think we think alike when it comes to fishing tournaments, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's important when it comes to that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, we, I mean, we've, you know, we've been buddies for a long time, and I think the camaraderie between partners is a big, big deal when it comes to fishing tournaments. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's nice to have someone in the boat that, you know, they know your next move without you having to tell them, you know. They yeah, know what you're yeah, thinking and, and you know what they're thinking, you know, so. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a step ahead of me and I'm a step ahead of him and it just, you know, it's, it's just, it just works. Yeah, yeah. It makes yeah, for great success. So, um, my next question is, how did you guys hear about May Manus Wally Tournament on Lake St. Clair? Uh, from you. From me? Uh, <laughs> we were pulling out, uh, pulling out at sterling state park in december and you gave us a flyer and we passed on it the first year and then you kind of knocked the door down and said get in this yeah and uh me and Curtis said well let's do it yeah so uh give us a little walkthrough on your first like take us to like when you were you got to you know you got to the area or whatever and uh, you launched your boat and you first came around the point there, and then you seen Lake St. Clair. Take us through like what you guys were thinking and uh, like how you attacked that body of water, like your uh, pre, like your days of pre-fishing, leading up to tournament day. Well, it was. I'll be honest with you, it was a little intimidating, but um, you know, knowing knowing some of the guys, you know, that we do network with when we do do tournaments, including yourself and Eric, and you know our other teammates, but that took a little bit of the edge off it, but. I think we, we we went in looking for fish. We, you know, Larry is always on the electronics when we're running, and we, we, we go and look for fish before we even drop lines. And we spend a lot of time looking for fish before we actually fish. And on that body of water, we didn't. We were going in blind when we, we had some knowledge, you know, because of you and, and, and everybody else. But, you know, we attacked it like we attacked Lake Erie. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, it was a tough pre-fish but we caught a ton of fish, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. uh, during the tournament. So, but we just attacked it how we would attack it any other, you know, we, we just, you got to locate the fish before you can fish them. Mm -hmm. Walk us through a little bit about how you will use your electronics on Lake St. Clair or any pre-fish for that matter. Well, the first, thing, the first thing we did that particular day, the first day we ever pre-fished it, which was the Friday before the tournament. Um, so, we only pre-fished the lake two two days before the tournament, but the Friday before, it was pretty tough. Um, we just went off what we have read and researched on certain spots and um, looked for certain depths, obviously, and tried to mark some fish. Uh, we did mark a lot of fish in certain areas that was really dirty. Um, we worked over by Mitchell's Bay, the Thames, and it was just really dirty. So pretty much Friday, we just kind of forgot about and we were going in the next Friday before the tournament with an open mind and another, you know, a, a clean slate and started over because we had a little bit better water. Yeah. And we never really, 
got a program until literally about 4.30 in the evening. We were all the way back by the things, and we were in four-footers. Mm-hmm. It was pretty rough that day. So I looked at Kurt, and we looked at each other, and we said, you know, we got to do something. <laughs> we got a captain's meeting here in a little bit, and we, we got nothing really to go on. So we just hammered down towards Metro Beach and started marking some fish up there. And before I could get the offshore board on, boom, I had a fish on in my hands before I even got the board on. Nice. And we got we got into a nice little stretch of fish there right before the captain's meeting. And um, it was pretty shallow water. And we figured with everything we've learned about the lake, that was our best bet to fish there the next morning. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And my pre-fish, I fished the event myself with my dad and a buddy. We went over to that Canadian side, Mitchell's Bay, Thames River, and it was just blown out in mud. Um, lots of fish there, but just couldn't get them to snap. Yeah, you so, could mark them, but they, you couldn't fish it. It was too dirty. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh. Obviously, it worked out for you guys. Yeah, we did find a little stretch of, of fishable water over there, and we did pull some fish. Um, not what we felt were tournament-worthy fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we knew we had to make a last-minute move, and we didn't give up, and I think persistence was the biggest thing there. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and the, the fish that we did find there, I mean, I believe, I mean, there was a couple boats fishing that same strip, that stretch of water we were fishing, but we were going through a ton of fish. You know, it was, it was, the fishing was pretty, I mean, during the the tournament, the fishing was great. We went through a lot of fish that day to get the fish that we had. I mean, and you can look, you can look at the, at the weights from last year's tournament, how close it was, because you had ounces between first place and 10th place. And it's just that class of fish you had in the lake at that time of the year. You know I mean? Yeah. If that same class is there this year, you know, you're going to be looking at a lot of four or five pounders instead of the two and three pounders that we had last year. I think you're going to see a lot bigger bags this year than you did last year. Yeah. To tell you the truth, those I fish, agree. those fish stuck around in the winter time, and I don't yeah. know, I don't know. A lot of fish in that. There's a lot of fish in that lake when we fished that tournament last year. Yeah, it's a good lake. It is. Yeah, I, it's, it's going to be a knife fight with uh, close bag weights this year, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, and Erie was the same way last year too for the MWT event and all that stuff. You know mm-hmm. I mean, those that class of fish was through, through the river, Erie, St. Clair. You know, that just that just it just shows how good the fishery is going to be in the future, though, really. Oh, yeah. Yep. Name some of the things that you learned by fishing this event and going out of your comfort zone, fishing this new body of water. Well, I, I learned that you you can find fish in the, the places you wouldn't look for first. Um, you know, we went and searched all the places on the Canadian side that we thought for sure would produce big fish, and we found them just a couple miles from the launch. <laughs> and uh, that was... That was pretty interesting. There was just, I mean, an unbelievable school of fish there. And, I mean, we just had planer boards sinking left and right, doubles, triples, you name it. It was nonstop. I, lake St. Clair is a hidden gem. But anytime you have a lake in between Lake Huron and Lake Erie, it's got to be good. Yep. It's a highway. What presentations did you guys use the most out there? Did you guys, were you guys running cranks? you guys running harnesses or... A secret? Oh, we ran a, we ran a little of both. Kurt, go ahead. Um, well, usually, I mean, we run cranks. We run, you know, we run uh, harnesses. Depends on depends on the water clarity. Depends on what the water temperature is. Uh, we're big spinner guys on Erie. Um, this year, we kind of uh, expanded into really big crank guys. 
you know the crankbaits are nice because you know they're 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 easier to fish you can fish them faster um you know and, and with the water clarity we have in the spring and, and you know the water clarity there it's all you never know what's going on with the water so the cranks you know they're a little bit more versatile in the dirty water absolutely yep yeah, as a Lake St. Clair guy, I call that my home body of water. And, and to me, there's nothing <clears throat> nothing like the spinner bite behind an offshore board. I mean, you get the little tick of that tattle flag, drop it back to them, sweep them, and it's game on. And then we did a lot of that. There was a lot of misses. We dropped it right back, and they sunk the board. So they were pretty aggressive. I think they were a little overly aggressive and swiping at it and missing it sometimes. So mm-hmm. we set the board back a couple, just let it out a couple more feet, stop it, and boom, the board would sink. Yep. So it's yeah, a- definitely a fantastic spinner bite. Sometimes that's a finesse thing. You got to drop it back and get it to them. Nice job. Yeah. Glad it worked out. I think we had a couple uh, Domka Outdoors spinners that were, that were just, I mean, it wasn't even a, I guess they were just out producing the rest and we were switching a couple of them up and next thing you know we had all the boards sinking and they were just unbelievable nice so there was just a couple certain spinners that were just fantastic that day i don't know why the rhyme or reason was for that because i don't know lake st Clair all that well but they were they were just they were on it all right so for some of the folks that are maybe thinking about getting in on this tournament but are on the fence what would you tell them to help them go all in to fish this event? I would say, I would say that if they're on the fence and they're con- they're a little concerned about fishing the tournament or any tournament, that as far as that goes, you know, there's guys out there that feel they're a little uh, intimidated. But the people that fish this tournament that we met at the captains' meeting, and you know specifically, if you're if you can go into this tournament, don't go into it expecting to win. But go in there with an open mind because you don't know what can happen. And, and the worst thing that can happen is you're going to go there and you're going to meet a bunch of people that know what they're doing and you're going to learn from them. Yeah. So the, the, the least the least you're going to get out of that tournament is knowledge, which you can ask Larry and ask myself, and I'm sure you can ask even you, Jeff, or anybody that fishes tournaments that have, that have advanced. The most important thing you can get from anybody in tournament fishing is knowledge and learn and learn to uh, – you know, communicate with people because you can't just go in there and expect to go in there and win a tournament. I mean, knowing people and learning is the most important part mm-hmm. of this. And I'm sure Larry will agree with me. I would say to anybody that's looking to fish this event, you absolutely need to because from putting the boat in and boat check, from from the guys checking the boats to weigh in, these are some of the nicest people we have ever met. I mean, genuinely nice people, and there is no attitude, there's no arrogance, and that that really made us enjoy the tournament. We appreciate that. Yeah, that means a lot. We pride ourselves in putting on an event that the whole fishery, the whole lake can be proud of, and um, we take that serious as part of our club, and we're always glad to have people come check out what we feel is one of the best lakes in southeastern Michigan. It, it It was ran professionally. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not to mention the great prizes that you guys give away. They're spectacular. Yeah, I heard there's a rumor of some pretty good raffles at that tournament. Yeah. I can confirm that. Yeah. I won a couple hundred dollars in custom crankbaits myself. Nice. Yeah, we didn't get in on any of them, but um, man, I'll tell you, a couple of our teammates did, and they, they really cleaned house on some great prizes. Yep, I think I remember who. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we we can uh we can look forward to seeing you at the 2018 event to defend your yep. uh your crown on Lake St. Clair. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so we also have our vice president, Tim, you're on the line, and he's got a good question to ask these guys as experienced tournament fishermen and uh, guys that just love the sport. So go ahead, Tim. Yeah, my question is, how do you juggle um, work, family life, and, you know, tournament fishing, pre-fishing? Because that is a huge time commitment. First of all, besides work, you know, I have a family, so they definitely – give up more than I do. They sacrifice more than I do on this. Um, it's extremely hard for me being away from them the time times that we are. And it's even more hard for them to not have me here. So they sacrifice a lot and they back me 100% on what I do. And as far as work, that's not easy either. I, uh, I schedule all my vacations around tournaments. Except for I always give up at least a week, if not two, for the family. So I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely schedule all my my vacations for uh, pre-fish days, and then I take a couple weeks for the family. And it's not easy. I'll just say that. Other than well, Larry pretty much hit it on the head as far as that goes. I mean, yeah, you know, it tournament fishing. It can turn something fun into something that's really hard. But when you have the when you have the support of your family and friends behind you, um, it makes it a lot easier. You know, but when things do go good, it definitely, uh, it's definitely a good thing. You know, you just, like I said, it, it, you, it does take away from your family time. You know, I think everybody these days works crazy hours. You just have to make, you know, in, 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 in any, there, there needs to be a lot of communication between you and your, you and your teammate too, because, you know, I know in me and Larry's case, you know, we work, I work a crazy schedule. He works a crazy schedule, but we always somehow, even though, you know, there's times where, you know, we, we, we don't communicate all the way, but we always figure out what we need to do, what dates we need, what times we need, where we're going to launch, what, where are we going to stay and, and stuff like that. And it's just, I think it has a lot to do with the teammates and then the support of your family and your family understands that, you know, it's what we love to do. It's what we've committed to do, and it's what we invested in to do. And the f- family, family and friends, and the support is a huge deal. We wanted to go back. We felt that we we, we felt like we wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you just what, it got. Fun. I mean, it was, it was just a blast. That that lake after that tournament, that lake got really hot for a long time for a couple of months, and it was producing some really nice fish out of that lake last summer. So. Although I haven't had a muskie eat my planer board yet, so... Well, never say never, because it does happen. <laughs> I've got teeth marks in a couple of mine still. <laughs> I've heard all the stories, and I really don't want my planer boards to get eaten by muskies. I tell you what, it'll take it back, too. <laughs> you'll, you'll be seeing that offshore board just going through that water, a nice calm day, and all of a sudden you see, like... Swipe? You'll just see, like, jaws behind it, and it'll just... It'll, it'll eat it, you know? A lot of, a lot yeah. of big smallmouth bass out there, a lot of really big muskies out there, so... And it's fun, you know. It's you know, you never know, you you never know what you're gonna get when you're out there too. You know, those guys, a lot of guys that haven't came down here and fished that lake, you know, they come down and then you know they could catch good they catch good walleye or they could catch a world class muskie or or a nice smallmouth bass, you know, and stuff. You, you just never know. It's just a bag of tricks out there, and yep. you know. No, absolutely. And I think that was another thing that was so remarkable about our day on there and the actual tournament that 
we went through over 50 walleye. Yeah. And out of all the fish we caught that day, only one of them was a smallmouth. Yeah. And that was because we were, we were, you know, it was it was the depth we were running that we were staying away from the small lake. And Kurt wanted to put a crank out, and he knows what he's doing. He's one of our uh, producers for big fish. He, he usually comes through with a big hog on tournament day. Mm-hmm. And he put, put a bandit out and <clears throat> ran it deep in a smallmouth and hailed it lip first all the way to the last treble. Oh, yeah. Jeez. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> what did what did you guys' big fish end up going for that tournament? Uh, we didn't weigh it, and he asked me, Are you sure you don't want to weigh that? And I think it was close to six, but six. we knew Tromley had had six and a half, and I, I knew it wasn't six and a half. So yeah. we, we didn't weigh it. Yeah, but just a consistent bag, consistent bag of good fish. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah. When you get that consistent bag of good fish, it's hard just to, you know, yeah. one. Seven or eight pounder won't yeah. do you nothing with, with, you know, with four pound and, you know, four, one and a half, two pound fish. But yeah. if you can consistently put three and three and four pounder bag together, you're, you're, you're looking good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. with the, the class of fish that, they, that that's been running, you know, it's just, unless you get out there early, early in the year, but usually tournament time, you know. You got that same class of fish, and you just you got to go through the fish. Yep. Sweat through the post spawners. Yep. yep. And I think Kurt said, or I think Jeff said, if I remember correctly, when we got back to weigh-in, I think he said something like, you know, I knew you guys had a good bag with the way you were just kind of cruising in a half hour early. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've seen you guys cruising. I'm like, well, there they go. It's like they're, you know, just going 20, 25 miles an hour just cruising in. I'm like, oh, boy, they got a good bag. I just know it. And I looked down on my watch, and I told my partner, uh, I was like, they, that team right there in that Triton's got a pretty good bag. They're they're taking their time, so I was like, we got to get at least two more passes in here. <laughs> you got to save your mechanical failures. Yeah, you got to take advantage of that feeling. You know, yep. I like that feeling a lot better than racing back at the launch, hoping that you're even going to be able to be close. You know what I mean? You it's and me nice both. You know, you it's nice taking that nice little <laughs> ride back when you got when you know you got a good bag. And I know, and I know as good as well as you know, you guys, you've you've been in that position too, where it's we've we've gone back, you know, to the tournament weigh-in, and we've had minutes. You know, minutes, oh, yeah. like two minutes, oh, yeah. minute, and it's like, oh, I hate that feeling. You know, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And then we just get there with a minute left or two minutes left or whatever. And it's that like, that was our yeah. team in Man. 2017. And you, and you know what the thing was about that day? We didn't know that we had a great bag. We knew that we had a great bag for what we did. Yeah. We knew for our program and for our knowledge on that lake, we did great. We yeah. didn't know that we, you know, we could have got smoked by, by 10 pounds. We didn't know. Yeah. We just knew that we did everything we could do, and and the fish we upgraded two fish in the last twenty minutes, mm-hmm. nice. and we knew that those fish were all solid, and we, we knew we were gonna we 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 thought we were gonna be close, but we didn't know for sure. We just knew that for what we knew on the lake and our program, we did we had a great day. Yeah, yeah. It, you know you know you guys wanna you guys not want to add this. Go ahead. You know you guys not being here before, and this is the first time on your lake. You know you look at weights in previous years, like the year before was. You know, thirty some pounds for six fish, yeah. and, you're, and yeah. you're like, and you know, it's it's like oh, I don't know, you know, because I, I I had the same feeling too. I had my you know my six in the live well, and I looked at my partner, and I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, this doesn't look very very promising. And everybody was on the American side or up in the river and stuff like that. There was nobody on the Canadian side where they, usually the big fish are. But it was chocolate milk, chocolate milk, and it's like I was yeah. sitting there double thinking myself too, like I don't know if this is going to be enough. And then I seen you guys still cruising by, like you said, and I was like, oh man, oh boy. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what, man. You had a great day too, and congrats on the second place. And that could have been, that could have gone either way. It was just 
what was it, three tenths of a pound? I think it was. Yeah, something like that. One of these days, I'll get that. I'll get that <laughs> first on there. But you know, as long as everybody has fun, I'll, I'd rather see everybody have fun than take that take that W. That's my main thing. Is everybody in the parking lot? You know, it's like when you run an event like that, and then you you, you sit back and. You watch everybody having fun, eating hot dogs, you know, doing the raffles and talking amongst people and people interacting. That's all that matters. You know, I don't care if, you, if, if, if I win it or whatever or cash a check like everybody else. I just want to see everybody having a great time on a great body of water with a great walleye club and uh, all the sponsors there having a good time. So that's the, ma- that's the main thing for me. It's Lake St. Clair, and anything can happen on Lake St. Clair. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, seen, I've seen it happen in not like other bodies of water. It's just it's different. Can't explain it. It's just a different body of water. Yeah. As a non-tournament fisherman myself, I fish local club tournaments through the LSCWA. And uh, seeing some of the names that we fished with during that event, it inspires you and it challenges, challenges you to become a better fisherman. Think out of the box. Think of what works. And then there's the wild card factor like Jeff talked about. I, I went up to the river and jigged with my dad. And uh, we got through 75 fish but didn't sort through to get – anything close to getting the money but we had a great time and just being with everyone was awesome so there's a something yeah. for everyone there i mean you're gonna in learn the club a tournaments i mean in the, some of your club tournaments you're fishing against guys that it, you're fishing against guys that live on the bodies of water yep it's in their backyard and these some of these guys and i know guy you know the walleye clubs that me and larry have been involved in you're fishing these club tournaments these guys have been fishing these bodies of water for 40 50 years mm-hmm you know, and they know where the fish are at. They know where the fish are going because they talk because they constantly have people, their neighbors are constantly going out and coming in and they just, so the competition in a lot of these club tournaments is, it's tough. It is tough. And when you say that, the first person that comes to my mind is a guy in our club, his name's Cookie. <laughs> yep. That guy the right legend. there. Legend. Yep. So, but yeah. <laughs> You can learn a lot. You can learn a lot from them old timers. Yeah, yes. You know, it, and I, I encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast and listening to us talk right now, if, if you have a walleye club around you, whether it be the LSCWA, Downriver Walleye Federation, Saginaw Bay Walleye Club, and you're not part of it, go to a meeting, go to one of their derby weigh-ins if they, ha- if they have derbies, and just get to know these guys because you will learn so much information about the body of water. Because like Kurt and Larry said, these are the best guys that know that body of water, that certain body of water. And you will learn so much. The tips and tricks you can learn from these guys is just its something else. And it will make you a better fisherman in the long run. You can't go wrong with experience. I mean, that's the bottom line when it comes to, to, to fishing and especially tournaments is information, yep. knowledge, and learning. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and, and what, who better to learn it from who's been doing it for 30, 40 years? And I know... The club that me and Larry first got involved in, the DWF, you know, some of these guys were handlining. Some of these guys, you got some of the best handliners on the river. Yeah. They've been doing it for 35, 40 years. Yep. I mean, who else can you learn from? I mean, like they have their, you know, their membership meetings and, and you know, the, the these guys will give you the information. Mm-hmm. And that's where you want, you know, that's where you start. And then if you want to take it to the next level, like name madness, we are going to be fishing against some better competition. But, you know, your better tournaments comes better payouts. And it's just, you could go to that captain's meeting for May Madness and stand there and talk for three hours and talk nothing but fishing to any of those guys. Yeah. Yep. You know, 
one other thing that I wanted to hit on was, and I already said this once, but I want to elaborate on it more, is persistence. I think that's, I think that's probably one of the biggest factors of winning an event or, or being a good fisherman. So when me and Kurt found those fish, we could have made five passes and caught 20 fish and said, you know what, we need to go out and run and go find a, a big fish, a hog, you know, a big, a big fish to really set this bag off. But we didn't. We stayed in that spot all day, and we kept making the same pass, maybe, maybe 30, 40 yards at a time over, you know, hitting some fresh water. But the lines on the graph were just unbelievable how many passes we made in the same area. Yeah. And we never, we never left it. Yeah. And I think Larry, if I recall, I think if I'm, you know, if I'm not mistaken, that that stretch of water we fished last year that won that tournament, you're you're only looking at less than a quarter mile stretch of water that we were fishing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was short passes, but they were they were producing, and we never left it. We just kept grinding it out, and uh, we did that the whole tournament, and and it paid off. Yeah. I mean, you know, happens so, a lot on I, that. I, lake. I just, yeah, <clears throat> I think that's the, yeah. I think if, if you find the right fish, I think that's the biggest the biggest success factor is to stay stay persistent and to grind it out. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. always say, never leave fish to find fish. Right. <laughs> I like what I thought. What I liked about fishing fishing St. Clair with when we fished it was, you know, growing up on Erie. St. Clair to to me, I think Larry would agree. For to, to us, it's like fishing an inland lake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you can run all the way across the lake and hit a spot, and you can run back across a hit a spot, and 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 it's just to me, it's like it was like fishing an inland lake. It was totally different. Yeah, but it was de- it was definitely cool. I mean, there was there was definitely a ton of fish in that lake. Yeah, that lake is it's it's a great fishery, no doubt. It's like an inland lake with a giant channel running through it. Yep. yep. <laughs> in tight shop when that wind blows up, oh my gosh, it could beat you up. Yeah, I, I know it. We like I said the day the day of the campus meeting, we were in some rough stuff, but we we you know we hammered down and got through it. But it, that lake is no joke. It's, yeah. it's like a washing it's machine. Just, exactly. Just like a yeah, just like a Great Lake. Yeah. You know, like usually on all your big Great Lakes, the waves are coming the way the wind's going. But on that lake, it didn't matter which way the wind was going. Them waves come from all different directions. Yeah, and yeah. just imagine you guys weren't out there during Jobby Nooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'll pass on that. Yeah, put two hundred yeah, put, put, put two hundred more boats on that pleasure boaters on that lake, and then you know try to do yeah. what we do, and it's just tough, you know. Yeah. Larry, did you want to talk about your Facebook page? Oh yeah, sure. Cool. Um, so the face, Facebook page is Walleye Addiction. Um, if you just type it in the search Walleye Addiction, that'll pop up. Um, anybody can be a member. It's a great page for amateurs all the way to the best of the pros. I mean, there's some of the best of the best on there. It's more to help people out and to get them going. I can't tell you how many people we've helped get serious about walleye fishing because they wanted to, but they just didn't know how to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and talking to somebody that's friendly and, and helping them out and teaching them certain things or what kind of equipment they need, it's huge to them. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's walleye addiction if you want to check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a member on that page, and one of the things I like about it is it's well ran. There's no drama. There's no egos, and it's a place of learning. Um, I'm on there all the time. I like seeing the fish picks, getting reports, and it's just well run. Awesome, awesome. You're on there. Thank you. Yeah. And, and another thing with the page, you know, I know Larry and myself. We get a lot of people from, you know, that are driving. You know, there's people from Wisconsin, 
from Ohio, Minnesota, North Dakota, you know, that these people got to drive a day and a half, you know, some drive four hours. And if, if that's all they need to do is ask, ask us on that page or, 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 or you know, message us and they want to know if the fish are going in the river and that's all it takes is for me to answer a question to save them a 10 hour drive. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just, and that's part of, that's a lot of the reason why Larry, you know, started the page because it's, it's just a good communication and it's good people. And, you know, like Larry said, if there's any, any stuff going on with the arrogance or anything like that, it won't be tolerated, but it, it, it's a cool, it's a cool page. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you and uh, we appreciate you guys taking the time out to do this. Uh, our first uh, call in interview on the walleye world podcast. Absolutely. Thanks guys. We appreciate Thank you. you having us. You're welcome. Good luck to you guys uh, the rest of the year. Thank you, you too. All right. Tim, uh, it's good to have you back on the podcast. I know you've been busy. You've been in the field actually helping out with our uh, walleye ponds out at Selfridge Air National Guard Base. Let's hear what's going on on the ground as it is right now. Basically, as we speak, the first pond is filled. The second pond, as of about 1030 this morning, was half filled. And um, it should be done later tonight or probably early tomorrow. Um, we have two ponds. Each one is roughly the size of a football field, eight feet deep. And um, later on this week, Wednesday or Thursday, the DNR will be delivering 300,000 walleye to live in those ponds for six weeks. Nice. Um, any concerns with that water raising with the storms we've been having in southeastern Michigan and across the state for that matter? Um, I mean, it does erode erode the bank and it, you know the it, it's more of a concern for like the berm and the bank is and then our ponds because it's you know our ponds are separated by by a little bit of land there so there's really no effect the weather has on the ponds no gotcha well those well those now with like the rough water rough, rough weather we're having now like those walleye that go in those ponds they will not like come out of the ponds going the lake will they or no, we would have to get like three feet of rain for that to happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, what's the end goal with the DNR and us working in partnership with these uh, walleye fry? Um, the end goal is to provide the DNR with a good batch of walleye to distribute throughout the state for people all around our state to have good walleye fishing. Yep. Well, I can speak for sure. Um, I fished some of those lakes that get those plants, and I caught a 10-pounder at night one time trolling for them. So I'm thankful for the DNR working with us and letting us uh, help them out with raising those fry because it does make a difference. I think a lot of them come to Oakland County and a lot of other lakes across the state. And it's yeah, just Bell cool. Bill just... Lake, Chase mm-hmm. Lake. Um, last year we got 170000 out of the ponds. No kidding. Wow. That's yep. a good yield. Yep. When are they coming in? Next week? Uh, next week, either Wednesday or Thursday. How much, you know? Uh, there'll be 300000 300000 wow. Looking for a big return? Um, we would love a big return, but um, we could get anywhere from 10000 to 250000 You know, depends on weather conditions, sure. predation, you know, just all of, the, all of the uncontrollables affect the yield at the end. Do we get the same amount every year for the ponds? Do we get 300000 every year or is it, is it uh, fluctuate? 
Oh uh, yeah, we we're supposed to get three hundred thousand every year. I know a few years it was a little bit less due mm-hmm. to the hatchery issues, but we're scheduled to get the same amount every year. Okay, nice. Does the DNR specify what strain we get? Because I know some plants. I I hear the Muskegon strain. Um, I haven't paid enough attention on the DNR website to see what we get in our ponds, but do you know of anything to your knowledge? I do not. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. We can find that would out. Be a question. To I be continued. Find out. To yeah. be continued on part two of our walleye pond updates. This is something we're proud of. It's a it's a way for us to give back and help, and uh, we're all about uh, growing our fishery and in conservation and increasing opportunities uh, for fishing, specifically walleye. Yeah. That's uh-huh. part of our DNA. This is definitely one of the the best things the club does, and we underappreciate it and underpromote it, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it can't be done without guys like you, Jim, uh, the Cookies, everyone else that puts in time and volunteers and, and yeah. puts all Hands off to all those guys it. Yeah, for volunteering you know, their time. It's, it's not really hard work either. I mean, like I said, Jim and I sat in his truck and played rummy for about four hours yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, we, all you have to do is make sure the, the pump continues to run, fill the gas tank, and but it's still work, and it's still volunteering your time to go out there and do that, oh, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it is appreciated. So, yeah, especially Richard and Joanne. I know they were out there pretty much all day Thursday. They were out there all day today. Friday and Saturday they were at the MWC tournament helping with the weigh-in. They're nonstop. Those two right there, class acts. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about? Derbies starting next weekend. Sinbad's tournament next weekend. Mm-hmm. And Derby then we season. got our yeah, it's fun. I love it. Then we got our trader trips coming up, and yep. then May Madness. Yeah. So spring is our busy time for sure. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. We should have very good fishing all summer again. What do we got going on um uh, Wednesday for our general membership meeting? Swap uh, shop. Swap shop. Yeah, that's it. I was gonna yeah. say trade descript. We have a swap shop. Our guys bring all their stuff. Old stuff, new stuff, looking to buy, sell, or trade. Mm. Um, Got to be a member to sell, but anybody is open to the public, and they can come in and buy. Awesome. One thing I love about that swap shop is you can find local technique-specific gear at great prices from good people. And I I plan to partake, maybe sell a couple things, and maybe possibly build my arsenal a little bit more. But thank you, Tim. And with that said, we'll go ahead and close the April edition of our Walleye World podcast. I just want to thank our folks that called in to interview with us and talk about the May Madness Tournament, which we have coming up. And I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I ask you to subscribe on iTunes because we're going to have a lot more coming at you soon, and we look forward to getting connected with you. Check us out on Facebook. Just look up Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. We'll pop right up. Give us a like, follow. Also, check out our Instagram page because we have unique content we push out there that's exclusive to Instagram. More importantly, if you're in the southeastern corner of Michigan or don't mind the drive, feel free to check out one of our general membership meetings. We meet the third Wednesdays of every month in Mount Clemens, Michigan at the American Legion Hall. Time, location, and place are available on our Facebook page or our main website, which is www.LakeStClairWalleyeAssociation.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We look forward to connecting with you. And until next time... See you on the water.